Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is James coming to you live again tonight with another episode of Diving Into the Heart of God. I pray that your day has been well. I pray that you have been good to God. Because in return we know that God has been so good to us. His goodness has truly extended uh, all that we could ever ask or think or hope for. So today we just stand in all of God's goodness and how that He has poured out such a blessing upon us that we are never able to contain it all at once. So as we just continue to just to uh, just to move forward and to seek God's heart here tonight as I stand before you or really as I sit here before you <laughs> I come to bring forth a word that is a a right now word for for those of you that may be friends with me on snapchat or or other social media I had posted a picture or had posted a topic over the weekend that that episode 20 would be coming forth soon and I will say that I sat last night and I tried to record and in all reality I really did record but the the trueness and the realness of that is that I had selected the wrong microphone and the recording that took place was was through the microphone on my desktop and not my actual uh uh, podcast microphone that I have here but it's okay because if because if we got to do it again it's because there was something that maybe James had left out there was something that that there's something more that God had desired to do and uh, something more that God desired to speak so as we just sit here tonight and and like I was saying it was God told me that episode 20 would be a very profound word and and I really don't want to take away from any of the other episodes but tonight I, I bring forth God's word and it will be a word that is for right now in the very current situations that we are sitting in so without further delay let's just as we always do not that it is a formality but it is just the order in which things should be done because I have already come here to greet you and as we move forward we are just going to ask God that he would be the service here tonight that he would be the message Because there's nothing good that I can do. There's nothing good that I can say. And I could be the greatest communicator in the world. But if God does not touch these words. Then they're good for nothing. And we know that the Holy Spirit. He himself can do so much within just a few moments. than what I could spend a lifetime trying to communicate. So as I sit here tonight, I know that God has a, 
a right now word for those that are sitting at on the other end of these speakers. So let us press forward on into God and invite Him to be the service, to be a part of the service, to take over the service, to take over my mouth that I would speak the words that has come straight from His heart. Ladies and gentlemen, let us pray. Our dear gracious and glorious and heavenly Father, Lord, it's once more that we call upon Your name that we just thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you, Father, Lord, for the things that we did not deserve and the things that we do deserve, Lord, that we won't get. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. But Lord, as we sit here tonight, Lord, we don't come to be seen. We don't come to be heard. But yet, Lord, we humble ourselves before your throne. Lord, that all we are is just a mouthpiece. Lord, just a willing vessel. Lord, someone that is willing to speak your word. Someone that is willing to speak your word in truth and in love. So tonight, Lord, as we sit here, Lord, I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would open our eyes to, to see the very words that we could catch the glimpse of the very things that He desires to reveal to our hearts. That our ears would be open to hear what the Spirit of God has to say to us. Lord, and that we would have the very heart to receive this revealed word. And Lord, and as this word has, has been accepted, Lord, that, that the transformation has been made possible because of the revelation. So Lord, as we apply your word into our life tonight, bring us closer to you, Father, as we take this step of faith to walk with you Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're so worthy. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Father. Ladies and gentlemen, without further delay, I, I, I'll, I'll just go ahead and apologize. I know that uh, my phone went off <laughs> while, while we were praying. But to be real honest with you, <laughs> there it goes again. I know how to fix that. I'll just turn it off. Thank you, Father. But ladies and gentlemen, I will say that it is truly an honor and a privilege to be able to bring forth God's word here tonight because the very word that he has for you will be life-changing. It will change your perspective on what you do tonight, on what you do tomorrow. God's word is 
forever changing us. You see, because we, we can't change God's word, but God's word can change us. If we allow God's word to penetrate our hearts, it will bring forth a manifestation that is in the glory of his kingdom. So without further delay, I'm, I'm going to bring forth a very familiar portion of scripture here tonight. And this very select scripture is found in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 and it reads this way for I know the thoughts I have for you says the Lord they are thoughts for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope These were the very words that the the prophet Jeremiah had spoke. Because the children of Israel had become so rebellious as they continued to worship idol gods. As they had already been warned that they were about to be taken into captivity. And the Lord here was wanting to reassure them that the plans that he has for them or the thoughts that he has for them are good and not of a disaster. They are for a future and a hope. So if we could just stop for just a second and I kind of let the cat out of the bag on this was, is how can we define what the thoughts are? And the best way to describe a thought is to is just to really to research it. And and during my research, I begin to find the the very words that will describe what a thought is. And a thought is a plan. It is a purpose. It is a goal. It is an intention. It is a blueprint. It is meditated. It is conceived. It is a plot. And this very word that God so particularly chose to speak was that God said, I, I know the plans that I have for you. I know the blueprint that I have for you. I know the purpose that I have for you. They are purposes for good. They are a plan for good. They are a goal for good. They are a blueprint for good and not of disaster. So lady with that, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said is I'm also so reminded of a, another portion of scripture that is found in the book of Psalms. Psalms 139 verses 16 through 18. And this was the, the psalmist David. And the very words that he had spoken here are words that are... These are actually words that I, 
I actually meditate upon each and every day. But the honor of me being able to to bring forth this in a, a word that God has spoken to me in. Let's just read it. Psalms 139 verse 16 it says you saw me before I was born every day of my life was recorded in your book every moment was laid out before a single day had passed how precious are your thoughts about me oh God they cannot be numbered I can't even count them they outnumber the grains of sand and ladies and gentlemen when I read that I just had to I just had to be very particular in what David had spoke here because this very same word here of thoughts is is in the same translation of the plans that he has for us the purpose that he has for us the goal that God has for us the blueprint that God has for us so ladies and gentlemen within my research I, I wanted to know how many grains of sand were there in a one cubit foot box And my findings were something that it just really blew my mind. So in a box that is a one foot high, one foot wide, and one foot deep, there are over a billion grains of sand that can be contained within that. But yet David confirmed that God's plan for us cannot be numbered it is more than the grains of sand so within that one cubic foot God has a billion thoughts about us he has a a billion plans for us he has a billion purposes for us I can't lie to you. <laughs> I have to sit here and to just really be honest with you because I don't even know if in my 40-some years that I've had that many thoughts. But to really take this personal for me is that God has that many about me. And even beyond that, because the psalmist here said that they could not be numbered. And all of these were a purpose. All of these were plans before I had lived one single day. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. But ladies and gentlemen, I would like to show you in 
even further and deeper in the Old Testament where God had a plan where God had a blueprint for something to take place and as we can find in the book of Genesis we we come across this young boy or this young teenage boy that was around the age of 17 and God had given him a dream and within this dream it would be that he was in the field with his brothers and they were harvesting grain and suddenly his grain outgrew the rest and all of his brothers uh, grain had bowed down to him and upon his revealing of his dream to his brothers his brothers were very furious of him to the point of hatred all the way to the point that they had planned on killing him And as their plan got disturbed because of one brother speaking up that they could just sell him off as a slave. You see, and the reality here is that once you became a slave, you were always a slave. You would marry a slave. Your children would become slaves. So they thought that that they could do away with him. They thought that, that they could do away with the plan that God had for him. They thought that they could do away with the purpose that God had for him. And as he was sold into slavery and he became a slave to Potiphar, and it didn't take long for Potiphar to see that everything that Joseph was doing was blessed that God was truly with him and he found favor in Potiphar's eyes and just when Joseph thought that things were going good uh, Potiphar's wife continued to try to seduce Joseph to sleep with her and each time Joseph would refuse because he said that it's not right that, that, I, that I have my master's wife and, it, and that it was a sin against God. So ladies and gentlemen, I really stand in awe because if you know anything about the Bible, this was all in the book of Genesis. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. So what Bible did Joseph read? There was no book that he read, but yet that he heard from God, that he walked a life that was fearful of God. And one day, Potiphar's wife caught Joseph by himself and she tried to seduce him even more and he turned and he ran and upon his running he left his he left his robe in her hands so to cover her own 
sin to cover her own wrongful doing. She portrayed him as trying to rape her. And Potiphar was very furious with him and threw him into prison. And while David was in prison, he he began to find favor with the warden. And the warden placed him in charge. And sometime later, the king's cupbearer and another servant had been thrown into the prison as well. And they had dreams and David had given an interpretation And as time continued to to roll on, the those the the, the cupbearer was placed in good standings with the Pharaoh again. And then one day, Pharaoh himself had a dream. He had multiple dreams, and he called upon his magicians, he called upon his councilmen to bring forth an interpretation and they had none and then suddenly the cupbearer remembered about Joseph that Joseph was able to interpret dreams so Pharaoh called forth for Joseph to to come forward and as Pharaoh had presented his dreams to to Joseph Joseph immediately gave him an interpretation and upon the interpretation Joseph had moved from being in prison to being second in command of Egypt and from the very time that Joseph was placed in slavery up to the point that he had become second in command was 13 years But yet he remained faithful in the very principles of God and the very attributes that God has called us to live and to walk in. But still 13 years later, he still hadn't seen the evidence of God's plan in his life. And then sure enough, there was seven years of a feast and then seven years of famine and then after the seven years of feast his brothers had came before him in Egypt to purchase grain and right there and at that moment they bowed down before him but yet they did not recognize who he was and to the year it was 20 years later that God's plan and that his purpose was had come to pass and throughout these 20 years there was so many so many times that that Joseph never saw one shred of evidence of God's plan being unfolded before his eyes 
but yet he remained faithful? You see, because God had a plan. And no matter who is trying to come against you, no matter who is trying to knock you down, no matter who is trying to kill you, no matter who is trying to stand in your way, the very plan that God has shall come to pass. The very work that He has begun in you, He is faithful to complete. So ladies and gentlemen, as we sit here tonight, and as God's Word has spoken here tonight, that that there is nothing that can stop the will and the purpose that God has for your life as long as you remain faithful. And there's nothing more that I can say outside of that. And God's plan for you shall come to pass. You just have to remain faithful in what God has spoken to you, what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, in closing here tonight, I have said everything that God has given me to say. So I would like to take a few moments and just to to pray with you. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Oh, Father, Lord, where do we even begin? Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you, Father. Lord, as we as we humble ourselves before you here tonight, Lord, as your word has gone forward. Lord, as you said in the book of Isaiah that the places in which that you send the rain, it shall accomplish that. So, Lord, your word has gone forward here tonight. And, Lord, you have brought confirmation to so many people here. You have brought confirmation to myself, Lord, that the very plans that you have for me shall come to pass as long as I don't waver, as long as I remain in your word and your word remains in me. Lord, your word shall come to pass. And the very purpose, the very plan, the very blueprint, Lord, the very goal that you have for me shall come to pass. And Lord, you are no respecter of person because the very, in the very same token, Lord, the ones, Lord, that are on the other end of this speaker, Lord, tonight, you have given them the very same promise. So Lord, we thank you, Lord, here tonight. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for kindness. We thank you, Lord, that you are long-suffering with us. But Lord, just as you have reminded us all here tonight, 
Holy Spirit, continue to remind us, keep us reminded of all that God has in store for us. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you. We give you the glory, the honor, the praise, the thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining here with me tonight and with this episode. And I failed to give you a title, but it will be in the, uh, in the actual download. But just to save it all the way to the end is that he has a plan. Again, thank you for joining in here with me tonight. Thank you for your support. Thank you for those that will will rate or subscribe or will uh, whatever the case may be. I only encourage you to do so because it allows me to be able to reach more people. Because if this very word is, is touching you, then it can touch someone else as well. So ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, God bless you. I love you and good night.